Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silver Ranch in the North Woods of Wisconsin, which is also the campus of Nicolay Bible Institute. And uh, as we sit here, um, this is a pre-recorded thing, but the wind is whipping. It is. And welcoming in the 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 winter weather i would say we've had our ups and i mean i would say overall this fall has been beautiful so if you ever if you start hearing the wizard of oz music you know what's happening to us you just dated yourself yeah i know i can't even think of the wizard yeah i'm on the edge of that generation dave well just for the record it was on the other night so anybody could have watched oh it was yeah it was on like thanksgiving or something and anybody could watch it this is true. Even your generation. I know. If they choose to watch All right. it live. Let and me ask on... you some old classic television programs where you could learn a lot from All right. Let's, let's hear the classics. How about Green Acres? Don't know. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Get a pen and write Green Acres. You need to watch Green, Green Acres. Acres. Yeah. You got, you got this very interesting couple that's trying to be farmers, and one's from New York and one isn't, and they're trying to live on a farm. Very funny. I mean, uh, Little House on the Prairie. All right, similar. well, that's fine, but you know, every, that's more of a book. So well, then, then they, they came out with the, out then they made a the TV series. Yeah, I don't think they ever made a Green Acres book. Book? No, oh. I don't. I don't think it would be worthy. Um, that's all you got? Well, no, no. Jed Clampett. What, what are those guys? Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, yeah I no remember doubt. them. Or uh, how about um, Hogan's Heroes? Hogan's Heroes and uh, Get Smart. That one I don't remember. Oh, he was. I've hilarious. heard of that one. I've heard of that one. Well, they they I, ruined I, it. I I haven't seen. They brought some movie out later, but it, it was just the reason Hogan's Heroes and Get Smart were on Saturday nights. They were each a half hour, one right after the other, and I found them hilarious uh, as a kid. Now, if I found it hilarious as a kid, and I still do as an adult, that that might mean something about my mentality. But I understand that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, oh, forget man. the dating. The dating part. I'm not. I'm not that old. I'm old but not that old you however, said it, not i however i do remember tvs are certainly different now than they used to be oh totally and uh, that's even in my generation yeah not just your generation well i, I mean, can remember a 19 inch tv that weighed about four thousand pounds oh yeah and moving it somewhere and thinking you were really something if you had a 19 inch television i mean we grew up my parents still had the whole cabinet oh yeah that was built in oh, yeah. you know so it had like the wood top that was built like yeah the, and that was like this piece of furniture. A, it was a piece of furniture. It was it was a he- it was heavier than couch. I felt like. Yeah. Now you put one up on the wall, and it's as big as your wall. Oh man! Not only that, but the. Now, aren't the people on those bigger than they really are in life? So that you're seeing this big person. It's like watching the news and seeing Goliath give you the news. Or well, something. that's not a new concept because you've been in the movie theater before. No, well, not much, but it's big. They're big it is in big. there. Yeah, that that's too big. Yeah, and the question is, like, how big is too big? I mean, TVs have gotten so cheap now, it's unbelievable. Yep. You know, like we just got done with, or maybe it's not even done, with uh, with a lot of the crazy sales of Black Friday right. and all that sort of stuff. You know, and so, yeah, I think I saw like a 75-inch TV for like 500 bucks. Wow. It's like, what do you need all that for? You know, I don't know. <laughs> he, my, my vote would be this. Just make the print bigger on all of it and keep the TV small. So when something's printed, I can read it. Oh, Dave. That's all. I we don't digress. Wanna, I don't want to get a bigger TV just to read the little whatever they put on there. All of our first world problems I coming know. out on the show today. I know. Well, that's that's it. You know, one of the interesting things for me that is a challenge, I think, for all generations is 
the the end is the same for Satan. He wants to destroy us, and he wants to destroy any relationship we have with God and with each other. Yeah. So that's the same. It's it's been that way since Adam and Eve. It's that way now. Uh, now the methods are different through through history. Mm-hmm. But watching how Satan is working in this day and age, what are the things that you think are contributing to really? Uh, the, Again, the epidemic, if you want to call it, of anxiety and, and depression or the idea that people, I mean, what is it in, in your culture, in your age group that says, this is what makes me feel like significant, like getting up in the morning. This mm-hmm. is what makes me feel like doing something. Yeah. I I would say that that right now we're seeing the culmination of what has changed over time. You know, we've become, I think progressively we've become more self-focused to the point of now we, we even look to others to divine ourselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I think that all started, uh, and I think we, I think we talked about on the show, or maybe it was with a conversation with somebody else going back to circa, you know, 2012-ish, 10, where, I mean, you had iPhone introduced earlier, the first smartphone. But it was about circa 2012 where it became more common that everybody had a smartphone. Right. Fast forward to 2020. You have a huge worldwide event called the COVID pandemic that forced everybody to isolate themselves. And so not only do you have the exponential growth of smartphones and the implications of screen time and exposure like that, but then you throw in isolation and... And all this other stuff, and and now you get what we have now in 2022, Dave. Or at least that we're starting to see is you're starting to see young people, or even not even just young people, people in general that now have become so dependent on living life virtually, whether it's endlessly scrolling through TikTok or social media posts um, to define themselves. But then it's to the point of that's their reality because they've isolated themselves so much that they're now comfortable not being around people and then to the point of that's their preference that they don't want to be around people anymore. Yeah. And so now you look at people and they don't want to work, they don't want to do anything, they just want to sit there and be. And even that isn't satisfying, which is the the whole conundrum of it all. Yeah. You can't be satisfied with that. I mean, no. If well, I were, mean, what ex- what sounds exciting about that? Yeah, if you were created to enjoy God and enjoy one another. If you're all by yourself, it's possible by yourself, you can enjoy God. It's possible. But, but God created us to enjoy each other. And that's part of the enjoyment of life. And you take that out, you take a big element out of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, you used a couple of words in there. You talk about defining self. What's really interesting is we live in a culture. If you take God out of our culture, then I need to define things apart from God. Mm-hmm. So how do I talk about who I am and my identity? Who am I apart from God? See, now yeah. now that becomes a problem. Yeah. So now I can identify as what? I can identify whatever gender I want. I can identify, yeah, I can, I can identify marriage in any relationship I want. I can identify, why? Because I just took God out of the formula. Yeah. And if I take the absolute out, now it, it you gotta, you gotta, people around the globe trying to figure out their own significance, their security, trying to figure out things, looking to the future and trying to figure out how we're going to survive the future. 
when there's no path to get there mm. because they're identifying everything on their own basis, their own understanding. So anybody comes to you today and says, this is what I think, and you have to say, oh, that's great, rather than that's a dumb thought. And you can't really say that anymore because there's no absolute, so there's no way to judge anything. Right. Um, even the choices in life. I mean, you, you look on, everything is meant to grab our attention. Yeah. So you get there, you go into a store. Those stores are laid out to do what? To grab your attention. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily. You go in for a gallon of milk. It's, it's hard for me to go into a store and get a gallon of milk. Because you got to walk by everything else. To yeah, get and, and in order to do that, I'll come out with something else. I'll come out with a bag of cashews or something. You know yeah. what I mean, why? Because I'm walking by it, and it happens to be on an end. Yeah, to catch your attention. Oh, is that why they do that? Of course they do. You know, I, and, <laughs> and so I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm sure they, they, they must not understand that when people want to come in for just milk, they shouldn't put the milk in the back corner of the store. Right. No, that's wrong. They do it on purpose. So you have to walk by all those end caps and then you see everything. In other words, everything's screaming when I walk by for attention. Mm. Everything is screaming for my attention. Honestly, I want to get away from it. Yeah. Um, I've used the illustration before. In our area, there's a grocery store, and there's probably grocery stores all over the world like this, called Woodman's, and Woodman's is, is a great store. I'm not saying they're bad. They, they just have an abundance of things in this store. If there's anything you're looking for, you can find it in that store. And 15 different varieties. Yes. So you go in that store, and, and I get paralyzed. I walk in there, and I'm <laughs> paralyzed. I, I would love to go shopping at Woodman's with you sometime. I, I'm paralyzed. I just look at, okay, go get a jar of peanut butter. So you go into the peanut butter aisle, yeah, and you stand there, and you look at 400,000 brands of peanut butter, and, and my brain goes, check all the ingredients. <laughs> I'm going to be there for two days checking all the ingredients on the peanut butter. Or I'm going to say, I don't care, and I'm going to grab one. Yeah. Or maybe there's something in between. Likewise, I, I went in there to get coffee once, and I thought, there are eight different major brands of coffee here. Yep. Which one do I pick? And why? Mm -hmm. And I started looking. I go, you know what? I'm going to be here. I, if I just need peanut butter and coffee, I need a week. You know, to be in the store. And and when I get that way, my brain starts to shut down. And right now, I think I'm watching culture go through this um, when they talk about things like family. What is family? Now there's all these options. Yeah. And, and they're not options, by the way. God defines family. Or, or genders. And I forget somewhere, again, talking about 100 plus some genders. I'm thinking, okay, that's absolutely ridiculous. Logically, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you're going through it. Now, you have three sons. They're growing up in this world of, like, total collapse when it comes to anything absolute. Everything's got variables attached to it. Everything could be studied. Everybody's opinion has to be listened to and adhered to for some reason. And before you know it, I think the human brain just shuts down. So what do we do about that? I mean, how do we live in this culture? Uh, well, and I think we're seeing that we can't. You know, because people are failing all the time. I mean, we, we, we're, our culture has bought the lie of, you know what, if you want it, go get it. You can have what you want when you want it. You know, I mean, you just described that. If you want right. something, go out and get it. There's right. a thousand options. Now, you don't even have to go out anymore. You know, we were just talking about before the show, you know, shopping on whether it's Amazon or a different site. You type in something and what happens? 
Yep. You got 120 dinner options, and yep. they all vary by 50 cents, a dollar, and so you 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 do your endless scroll to find that biggest savings. Yep. You know, regardless of the amount of time that you spend, and it's that same concept. You know, that seems to make sense when you're buying something, but it's the same concept that, that we do with our own lives. And that doesn't make any sense is you have all this input and you think that all of it, the world tells you, well, all of it should matter. It doesn't. But it doesn't. No. You know, and that's that's where we're failing. You know, I long to walk into a store to get toothpaste and them have one tube, one kind. There you go. Just go, go to our local market. I'm sure yeah, they yeah, well, <laughs> One kind. You walk in and go, do you have toothpaste? Yeah, pal, it's over there. And that's it. One kind. Yeah. And you go get it and you, thank you. I don't have to think about this at all. There's one kind. Mm-hmm. You want milk? We only have whole milk. All right, good. Go right. grab a gallon of milk. Cottage cheese, one kind. Yeah. It, it's right over there. Help yourself. Well, and I think the byproduct that we're getting, Dave, because of this mindset that we've created about self-focus and self-fulfillment is that it's failing. Yep. And that's why we have two probably hot words of anxiety and depression. Yep. You know, yes, they've been around, but if you were to probably talk to any doctor or whatever you want to call them, they've probably seen the increase, especially over the last two to three years. Why is that? Well, yeah, I think if you're looking forward, if you and I are looking forward in life, what do you have to look forward to? I've looked forward to a lot. Okay, but it, without God. Oh, without God, I don't know. So basically, it's I need comfort, I need money. Yeah. I need people to praise me. Right. So well, I feel good about me. And without God, it's like all right. Well, I need a lot of money. Well, yeah. what for? Well, well, how much is a lot? And what do you do when you get there? What do right. you want to do with your money? What do you do when you have that? Where does it stop? And do you feel fulfilled? And I think that's that's the problem. Is there's at at some point. There's no lasting joy. Right. You know, you might be happy. Sure. You know, happiness, I think, is based on circumstances. But joy, joy is something that you could just can't choose yeah. to have. You know, I think, I think you're robbed of, of joy and peace, lack of anxiety and depression, in other words. When you keep looking at other people mm. and you try and figure out where you're getting cheated. Yeah. You can't be happy when you keep trying to figure out how you're being cheated. You mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah. And yet our society, with all the electronics that we have, that's what we do. We, we pay attention. You come home, you turn on the news, you're going to find out what everybody else is doing everywhere else. Yeah. Well, and just what you said, like that's how social, that's the whole concept of social media is comparing yourself to other people. Well, and that doesn't work. And it doesn't. No. But it sucks people in. No. In, in fact, if you go to the Bible and you just start to say, okay, God, help me sort this out. The Bible makes it very clear. When you become a believer, when you put your trust in Jesus Christ, you become a member of the body of Christ, the body of Christ. Yeah. Now, we, now the illustration is very simple to understand. Each member, each part of the body is a different part. So you have an elbow and you have a knee and you have an ankle, you have all that stuff. Now, it would be really ridiculous when you start looking at that to say, for a, a knee to say, well, I'm not an earlobe, so I'm ticked. Mm-hmm. I mean, the earlobe gets all this, this air and all that kind of thing. I'm always covered with, you know, a shirt or whatever it might be. Now, we would look at that and say, that's ridiculous. What has to happen, in fact, if you're pointing out a part of your body to me, if, you, if I'm looking at you and you say, boy, my elbow hurts, my, elbow, my elbow's bothering me, I'm thinking, okay, that elbow is not doing what it should do. Mm-hmm. Now here, 
apart from God, we have a whole society screaming, I'm an elbow, look at me, I'm an elbow, look at me, and you're not quite up to it because you're a shoulder, and shoulders are dumb compared to elbows, and you know, whatever it might be. So we're trying to find our significance, and it, it's not working. Yeah. And then we wonder why we're crazy in the mind. You know, I mean, we, we get to the point where we're trying to do something we cannot do, where the Bible teaches the opposite. When my whole body works, when my elbow, my hips, my knees, my ankles all work and I don't have pain, it's like akuna matata. This yeah. is good stuff. Now I can go on, and but, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for a part to scream at me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for everything to actually be quiet Yeah, and just work seamlessly. And so without God, I, I, you know, you look at it and you go, well, without God, I need to be the most important part. There is no most important part on your body. Hmm. There isn't. If, you know, as a kid, I can remember someone asking me, would you rather lose your eyesight or your hearing? And I, I looked at him and said, neither. Yeah. Well, no, if you, I don't want that choice. Why? It's a dumb choice. I, I'm never going to have that choice and I don't want it. Right. You know, why? Because they can't tell you which one I like more. They kind of work together. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to lose your knee or your, your elbow? It's like, neither. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, if you're going to give me a choice, I don't want to lose anything. Yeah. Why? They all work together. And really, they'll work together best if I don't have to pay attention to any of them. Mm-hmm. They just do their job the way they're supposed to. Yeah. That's how actual healthy body functions and the world we live in now you take god out of that and every part has to say look at me every part has to be spectacular every part has to be the reason for existence yeah and then we're wondering why people are so anxious and depressed and angry because actually it doesn't fit the reality if Mm -hmm. it's only your make-believe world yeah and it's and that's the that's the hard part i see as we look at the current generation or the current society you know because obviously every generation plays into it regardless of it but you look around and it's almost sad because i think now on this side of covid what i see most is is covid almost has stolen relationships from us right it you has. know because we we went into isolation whether by choice or by default um and for a lot of people, it's it's changed the way that they interact with people, or or really don't interact with people. Yeah. Um, and and that's exactly where Satan, I think, wants us to be, because that's the exact opposite of the way that God has created us to be. Right. You know, God wants us and has designed us to be in relationship. Yes. It, it, I mean, even the body principle—the elbow, the knee, whatever—is they work together. Yeah. And the only the only reason why we can function the way we do is because all these parts actually are seamless. Mm-hmm. And um, we're looking at a culture right now that where people are telling the elbows of the culture, here's all the things you can be. We can put a shoe on you. We we can put earrings on you. Mm-hmm. We can put and and the elbows going. Oh, good. I like to be like. I wanna I wanna have the freedom to do anything. You know what? The best use for an elbow is to have it be an elbow. Yeah. And, and that's the way it is. And God made us, and he goes, here's how I made you. I made you to be in relationship with me, and I made you to be in relationship with each other. That's what I did. And then I, I, I even formed some some groups so that you can understand how this is supposed to be. I'm going to form a family group. Mm-hmm. And the family group is made of one man and one woman who are committed to each other for life, and they have children together. 
and they're committed to each other for life and they bring the stability to the family. So if you were to go into the world today, apart from Christianity, apart from God, and ask people to define success for you, I wonder what they would say. Hmm. What is it to, in other words, some young person, maybe just getting out of high school or whatever, you said, what defines success for me? What do you think it would be? Do you have any idea? I have no idea what young people would say anymore. I think some of them would say, you know, to be wealthy and have this, that, and the other. Well, it isn't to work. You know. That we found out. I mean, if you look at things, say, people don't value work. No, but they want the result of work. They do. They don't want to work. They don't want to work, but they want the result of work. Now, what does that say about people, though? What does that say about anybody? When I was younger, I mean, the Bible says, Mm -hmm. again, when it comes to work, if you don't work, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how being hungry is a great motivator. Yeah, being thirsty is a great motivator. And the Bible talks about that we should hunger and thirst for righteousness, actually, mm-hmm. and and get to that point where we want. Now, how do you get to where you are hungry? You basically have to go without food. Yeah, you go without food long enough, everything starts looking pretty good to eat. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is, is in my great hope for our culture right now is we've been going without righteousness for a while. I'm hoping it creates a hunger for righteousness. Mm. In other words, people right now can't define what marriage is. So I'm hoping that those who have marriages the way God defined them, I hope as they live and they live in public and people can see who they are and they can see these marriages, I hope it starts to create a hunger for true marriages in the way that they should be. Absolutely. Because what they'll do is they'll look at their lives and say, I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry for righteousness. Yeah. Now, if the hunger isn't there for righteousness, there's trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if I'm hungry... And yet my hunger, I think it's going to be satisfied by watching a movie. Well, no, watching a movie doesn't satisfy my stomach. Mm-hmm. You know, popcorn might or something else might, but not not watching a movie. And so if, if we keep misplacing how we try and find satisfaction in life, we're going to be in trouble. Um, sometimes I think it's important for us to take a look at the world, the godless world, and just label it that way. This is godless. And then you'll see evidence that it's empty. Yeah. And then that's not the path you want to take. Why? Because it is empty. There's got to be a path that gives you some some fulfillment in life. Otherwise, you're going to look at it and go, I'm anxious. I'm going to walk into to life, and now I can't define my gender. I can't define my family. I can't define church anymore. I can't define what a good government is. You know, I, I did a thing on the Founding Fathers, and maybe the next um, uh, program we can bring some of those guys up. And the Founding Fathers, all of them were talking about the importance of God in this nation at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. All of them. Now, if you were to ask people today how important is God in our nation, many of them would say, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Not not that, not, is it as important as laws or the Supreme Court? or? Uh, and the truth is, there's no possible way to keep the United States of America the way it, it has been or could be if we don't, if we throw God out of it. Right. Because now there's no absolutes. Well, and and really what you said, you throw absolutes out. 
you know, because even look at our pol current political situation, and once you throw the absolutes out, which I think we've done, you know, you you can't even then trust the system. No, and nobody does trust the and system. And that's the thing is now now you don't have anything. You know, it's just whoever happens to be in the position at the moment gets to dictate what's going on, and that has no stability. Yeah. You know, the other day, someone who was running for office, I was listening to him talk, and I said, boy, that person doesn't make any sense. And then I paused, and I thought, they'll probably do real well in Congress. <laughs> you know, and, and honestly, that was my take. Yeah. And I thought, really? Is that how low it is right now? Right. But that was my mind frame. Yeah. So I'm thinking... Why would I think that way? Now, for me, that's my favorite question. Why does somebody think anyway? And when that came out of my head, I thought, really? That's what I think? Wow. But I, I do. I think, you know, there's so many things that come out of Washington, D.C. that don't make any sense at all. Does it actually matter who you send there? Yeah. It doesn't make sense now. Right. So what would matter as far as who goes there? Because all of, the, all of the red tape and the rules and the regulations and how they do things and the filibusters and the non-filibusters and the stand-up and the sit-downs and the, whatever it might be, before you know it, how do you get anything done? Well, and how does it make any sense? So why not send people that don't make any sense? You Because know. maybe they'll make sense out of something that doesn't make any sense anymore. I have no idea. Yeah. That shows you why there's anxiety and depression, though, because if you're trying to find stability in a nation— Good luck. Right. Because it's not going to give you stability. In some of the biggest nations in the world, China, Russia, United States of America, they're all in, in disruption right now. Mm -hmm. They're all in, you know, I think our, our political system is a wreck. You, you look at Russia in the middle of a war that doesn't make any sense to anybody. Right. Uh, China, for the first time in many years, they're they're experiencing all these strikes that are going on because people don't want to be isolated anymore, and the and the government's kind of dictating what they do. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to watch. And then you got uh, places like North Korea saying, you know, we want to be the preeminent uh, nuclear force in the world. Hmm. And I'm looking at that going, oh boy, no wonder people are anxious and depressed. Yeah. Where's the hope in that? Yeah, there's no hope when you look forward because basically you've got dictators who are madmen that have their finger on a trigger ready to just make a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. And we know that happens, by the way, because you can see it uh, in the United States when someone goes into a school and starts shooting people. Yeah. Um, you realize that people have the mind frame that I need to do something in order to make a name for myself, good or bad or ugly. Yeah. And they just do it. So to think that a dictator, a mad dictator, would not press a button and cause massive destruction is probably wrong. Because hmm. they probably would. Yeah. Unless other people around them stop. Yeah. Here's how I get through the anxiety, depression thing, though. I actually know who God is, and I know that nobody can go around him. I know that nobody can touch me, and nobody can touch my family apart from God allowing that to happen, and he's got a great plan. Yeah. This earth was not meant to be the place where I get to get, find my fulfillment. I get to find my fulfillment for eternity, and that's the challenge of what we have to talk to our kids about, your mm -hmm. kids about. Yeah, and that takes intentionality. you know. And as, as we talk about depression, anxiety, and, and all this sort of stuff, I just want to encourage you, if you're feeling that, get connected with somebody, like in person, because if there's one thing I, I can not reiterate the most is relationships are crucial 
Don't allow Satan to lie to you to tell you otherwise. Um, it, God has designed us for relationships, and it's through relationships that we can then um, not only have a relationship with God, but each other so that we can trust in, in, in who he is. But unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today. I thank you for joining us. Head over to silverstranch.org to download this podcast or others. But for now, this is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.